Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Groover. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kathy Groover. And I'm Jason Mefford. All right, well, hey, today, you know... (laughs) The one, you know, when you think about it, there's lots of things that we all have in common, right? And one thing that we all have in common is we're in different relationships, right? Different kinds of relationships. I mean, but everybody's, everybody's a father, a son, a, you know, daughter, a boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, whatever it happens to be, right? Yep. And so today we wanted to talk a little bit about relationships because relationships come and go right and again that's something that is we all deal with we all start new relationships we all end relationships and so so kathy tee us off on this yeah so i've been talking to a couple different clients um and just friends in general about this sort of regret of staying someplace too long and it doesn't necessarily stop with relationships it's why did i stay in that job for so long why did i stay in that apartment for so long but usually it focuses around relationships. And I have several clients who have you know, gotten out of either abusive or narcissistic relationships. And now that they're away from it, they're doing that. Why'd I stay there so long? I'm so stupid. I was weak. And they're beating themselves up for not leaving a situation sooner. And I was thinking like, well, what do you say? To- I mean, like you can say, get over it. You can say, uh, you know, you're strong now. Don't look to the past. You can say all these things. But we all, and I think we've all had this thought, right? Of, oh, why didn't I leave sooner? No matter what it was, how do you move forward from that and not beat yourself up, look back to the past, regret those decisions? And it just, I thought it would be an interesting conversation since that, you know, was sort of top of mind for me. Yeah, because I think we can kind of go, you know, maybe down two two paths on this one too, right? Because I think a lot of times we beat ourselves up because we think like that, why did I stay here for so long, Right. right? So maybe... Maybe a little bit of, you know, if, you, if you're feeling like maybe this isn't the right relationship for you, how, how do you identify that? What are some things maybe that you identify with that so you don't stay longer than you need to, right. but then when you leave, how do you not beat yourself up, right? Exactly. Because, because I think that's, that's what, what makes it worse a lot of times. I mean, because anytime you end a relationship, there's all kinds of drama, there's all kinds of changes you know, that go on in your life, especially if it's a romantic relationship or a marriage, right? Yeah, if there's, there's kids, if there's a house, if there's financial dependency, if there, you know. Lots yeah. of stuff to unravel, right? Yep. So you, you've got all of the emotion, all of the things that go along with that. And so if at the same time you're beating yourself up too, it's like you're doing yourself double damage. Right, exactly. At, at yeah, point. and the, the analogy I came up with, and I was saying this to somebody as I said, so when you shot out of the womb, could you walk? And she started laughing and she said, no. And I said, okay, are you mad at yourself that it took you a year and a half to walk? She said, no. And I said, you have kids. Are you mad at them that they're not walking yet? And she said, well, they're eight. I said, okay, okay. <laughs> Hopefully they're walking. Hopefully they're right walking right now. I said, but you know what I mean? I said, you didn't like stand them up and be mad that they weren't walking right away. I said, our adult lives are the same way. There is things we have to learn. There are progresses and processes that we have to go through. Not everything is achievable in the first second. And I also know people who woke up one day and went, this relationship, shit, I'm out. And they left. 
you know, and there's that, you know, rip off the bandaid and there is the pick at it for a while before you have the balls to actually do it. Um, but I love that analogy of, you know, did you beat yourself up for not walking for a year and a half? And, you know, everybody laughs at that, but it's like, it's true. We have to learn what we're there to learn and we have to build up that strength and build up those resources before we say I'm out. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think sometimes too, you know, it, it, we all have different paths to take. We all have different lessons to learn. Right. And so, you know, I think sometimes, yeah, we all hang out maybe in a relationship longer than we need, need to. Right. right. But again, maybe there's something that we were supposed to learn as part of that. Yep. Right. And so, you know, to, to, to beat ourselves up over, you know, maybe instead just kind of switch it around, right? Instead of beating ourselves up, you know, I'm so grateful that I'm able to learn this particular lesson or whatever it is, right? Um, that's that's a little again subtle shift uh-huh. on it, but again, it's like you know, it's 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 the shoulda woulda couldas, right? And it's like quit shoulda woulda couldaing you, <laughs> couldaing you, right? I, I like I heard somebody say one time, "Don't shoot on yourself." Oh yeah. Right. You know, it's like, um, and, and just kind of accept what it is. Right. But, but I guess maybe, you know, and again, cause you've gone through it, I've gone through it. What are, what are maybe some things if people are sitting there questioning, you know, is this a relationship that I, that I need to get out of? What are kind of some red flags or things that maybe people can, if they start to see them realize that something is going on and maybe this isn't the right place for you to be. Yeah. Well, and the other thing I was going to say before we jump, because that's a big conversation. The other thing I was going to say was, you know, I encourage these people and I did this myself when I left was write down what I learned, write down what I learned from that relationship, what I learned from being in that situation from day one to day, however many days it was, right? Um, Because there's lessons to be gotten from everything. And one of the relationship kind of gurus that I base a lot of my coaching on said, even in moments of anger, it's probably a bad tone. It's probably not the timing that you would like. Everything your ex said about you is true. And I went, ah, oh, shit. And I kind of went through like, what were our arguments? What was, you know, and I kind of realized, yeah, it wasn't maybe the best tone and the wording could have been more polite, but pretty much everything that my ex complained about was in some way true. And so it's like, I had to sit with that and say, well, how can I moving forward in a, in a relationship learn from that? How can I learn those things? How did I contribute to the downfall of that relationship? Because we all have contributed to the downfall of a relationship. It's not just one person. Um, so like, what can you learn from that? And the other thing, not only, you know, maybe you had to be there to learn, but sometimes the timing of that relationship keeps you or leads you to a place where you get a benefit from having stayed. So I think had I left my ex earlier, I probably would have left Santa Barbara. I would have gotten up and headed back to LA. And had I done that, I wouldn't have met my current partner who's amazing. Mm. So it's like, you look at that kind of stuff, like staying in that relationship kept me in this location for just the right timing of meeting my amazing partner. So it's like, you can look at stuff that way too. The chaos theorists say, well, that's just random and it doesn't matter. You would have, you know, but I don't know. I think there's a little bit of a life design happening there. Well, yeah, because a lot of people that that try to blame everything on chaos, <clears throat> they're looking at it too finite. Mm-hmm. There is really no chaos in the universe when you look at it from a from a bigger picture. It just appears to be 
chaos or chaotic at the time because you're looking at such a narrow time sliver yep. that it seems like because you don't have an expanded view to actually see the pattern right, right? yep so so that's interesting but it, but i think too what you said there and it's um you know everything your ex said about you is true and the whole idea of you know when we end relationships we need to be self-reflective yes on that because what you see is so much of the time right people just repeat their relationships over and over again right and so we you know we get out of let's say an abusive relationship and then we go and we find another abusive relationship yeah it might look different but it's the same basic idea it's the same basic idea and so we end up kind of drawing in this to ourselves because we haven't changed we haven't learned the lesson yet yeah. And so because of that, we got to go through it again. Right. <laughs> right. And our, our brain looks for things that we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. And I have, I think I used this, in, this this story before. I have a girlfriend who's back on the dating apps and she's like, Kathy, I swear to God, I've dated the same 10 guys in a different sweater. Mm-hmm. She said, they just look, they're the same exact guy. They just look different. And I said, right, because your brain is looking for that thing that you know already. It's looking for the knowns. Change is scary to our brain. So this is when we change our mindset to a growth mindset where we start planning for these amazing things that are going to happen. We start fantasizing about that perfect man or woman or whatever. Then our brain starts to go, oh, there it is. It starts to look for that thing as opposed to sticking with that same pattern. So I'm all about you know lists, writing things down. What are the qualities that you want in a relationship? Who do you want to be in that relationship? And I think that's one of the important, most important questions for anything is who do we want to be? Who do we need to be? to attract that person. Um, and then the other thing that I suggested to, and I did this myself after I left my ex, was I started with my high school boyfriend and I wrote down every relationship I had been in, who initiated it, who ended it, what the dynamic was in the relationship. And I began to see this pattern emerge of codependency and picking guys that weren't all that stable. And you know, And so I had to sit with that and go, why was I picking this pattern of relationships? Because I grew up in a you know loving household, two parents till my mother passed away. But it's like, I think that as- that thing created such chaos that I kind of flipped to the other extreme. And I look for these guys that were like the bad boy kind of thing. I found them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One's in jail for manslaughter. I feel better about the breakup. Oh, there you go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> a little evidence afterwards that you made yeah. a better choice. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah. And that was years ago. I'm sure he's probably still in, but you know, manslaughter doesn't, ex- it doesn't expire quickly, but, but it's like, you know, so that's something to do. Like, who do you need to be to be in this next relationship and look through your previous relationships and look for those patterns, look for that same partner, right. And see how you can shift out of that perspective, but beating yourself up over, I should have left sooner is not serving anybody. No. Well, and I think it's interesting because what you said too, you know, you see this a lot where in a lot of relationships, it's like one partner wants to change the other partner, right? And so, so I think a lot of times, you know, you see that cycle where it's like, I'm going to find somebody who needs a little help, right? So, oh, I'm gonna, sure, the I, rescuer thing, the the rescuer kind of thing, right? And I'm going to change him to become a better person, right? But that relationship is pretty much doomed from the from the start. Yeah, you know, at that point, because again, I mean, people don't necessarily want to be changed by somebody, right? And trying to you know control or make somebody that you're 
in a relationship with be more like the way you want them to be. Right. Well, that's not love anyway, right? Because you're you're conditioning like if you do this, then you're going to be a good partner. Or then I'm going to love you, right? And that's not love anyway, because love is unconditional. Right. Well, let me throw a different. What am I standing on? Sorry, I'm standing on a cord. I don't want to unplug. Um, let me let me throw a contrary view on that. Um, so one of the coaching exercises that I do is so we have to train people to be in a relationship with us. I believe. Because my idea of love is different than your idea of love. How I want to be shown and that you love me is different than the way you want to do it. And we've talked in the past about the love languages. Mm -hmm. I think that's a completely valid thing. I recommend every couple go do the quiz, find out what love language you and your partner are. That's the, one of the first things I have my coaching clients do. But the other thing is there's these expectations in relationship that often can't be met. And I have had so many clients furious that their partner didn't do fill in the blank, didn't buy them fill in the blank, didn't get them flowers on Valentine's day, didn't take them to the special romantic dinner, didn't throw them the surprise party. And it's like, but if you didn't tell them you want that, how can you expect them to give that to you? If I never express that my dream Valentine's day, and I'm totally making this up, is a romantic dinner on the beach with a 15 piece orchestra with dancing in the sand with a full moon. And the, you know, if I don't ever express that fantasy, no one's going to pull that out of their ass and give it to me. Wouldn't it be great? But we have this, you know, this Hallmarkian idea of what a relationship should look like. And that's not realistic. We have to train our partner to treat us the way we want to be treated in a relationship. So one of the exercises that I have my couples do is write down 10 or 15 things that your partner can do to show you that you are loved. And you trade lists, you circle the ones that you think is going to be the most difficult for you. And you just start doing stuff on the list. And sometimes it feels stilted at first, like, oh, I don't want to get up and make you tea every day. You know, it's supposed to be measurable things and it's not a contest. It's not like, oh, well, he did one off my list. So I'll do one off his list. It's you're fully <laughs> giving to the other person because if you're both fully giving to the other person, then it's a balanced and fabulous relationship. And the problem that I see is so often one is busting their ass to make it work and the other one's sitting on the couch, not participating. And I think, talk about warning signs. I think that's one of the signs that, this is a relationship out of balance. If one is begging you to go to therapy and the other one will not get off the couch and go, I think that's a big problem in a relationship. And it's a sign that they are not willing to work as hard as you. That's a good time to evaluate. Is it worth me fighting for this if they're not going to participate at all? Mm -hmm. Hmm. So it's not necessarily about changing the other person, but it is about training them to know how you like to be in a relationship. Well, and I'm guessing too, because, you know, again, it's like, you know, doing that is great, but it, it feels like too, that there's sometimes when maybe one of the partners is coming forward with, look, I need you to do this. And the other partner says, you know what? I just can't do that. Yeah. And that's okay too, I think. Right. I mean, that's it. Sometimes we do grow apart. Absolutely. You know, from that and, and, or maybe, you know, sometimes what's being asked of us is kind of not almost in the other person's best interest too, right? Sure. Like, like, especially if you have somebody who's, who's very needy and, you know, they're not kind of taking responsibility for themselves and expect their partner 
True. Right? To always be the one that's like lifting them up and doing all this right. other stuff. That can be fucking exhausting. Sure. I want you to text right? me every 15 minutes and tell me that you love me. And then before you go to bed, we got to say smoochie, smoochie, smoochie. And then we, you know, that becomes a little dependent slash codependent. Um, and if text me every 15 minutes is on your list of things you need me to do to be in a relationship, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so that's where, and then you negotiate that. You're like, look, that's completely unrealistic. I can't text you every 15 minutes. How about every two hours I let, or when I'm thinking of you, I'll let you know, or, you know, there's, there is a negotiation too in relationships. Um, you know, I want you home every night for dinner. Well, that's not always realistic. You know, when you set these hard parameters on it, then it's harder to follow. Um, the one exercise I do have my couples do is they do an appreciation exercise every day, um, at least for like 10 days to two weeks. That's one, that's one thing where I go every day, you guys have to do this. And it's one of my favorite. It's such a beautiful exercise. Well, we'll do a different show on the appreciation. Ah, okay. I was going to say, so how does that go? But yeah, we probably don't it's have a long script. It's a long script. And I want to teach, I, I would love to teach it to you, but um, not right now. Because we're talking right about now. like regretting not leaving soon enough. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've yeah well, and so, and so again, you know, we all, you know, I think probably anytime that you get out of a relationship, there's some of that. Feeling. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think, I don't think we probably ever leave a relationship without, you know, maybe looking back and thinking, well, there were warning signs before. Why didn't I do something, you know, earlier? I mean, I, I was that way in my first marriage. I mean, it was, there were, there were clearly some signs that I should have gotten out of the relationship years before I did. Yeah. Right? Or never years. gotten in in the first place, which Boy. I went through one of those. I'm like, why did I even do that? You know, when my dad said, I think that's a bad idea. I should have listened to him. Yeah. yeah I had <laughs> some of you those. know, seriously, it's like he had that external view of what are you doing? This is a horrible idea. And I was too young and cocky to listen to him. Mm-hmm. Outside in outside input from the right people can be very useful because when we're in it, sometimes you cannot see the big picture of what's going on. What is it? Can't see the forest for the trees. I never quite. Yeah, yeah. One. Well, and because we we can never be fully objective with ourselves, right? We yeah. can't we can't see our own blind spots, and so a lot of times, you, you know, somebody from the outside can see it. And it's like uh, Kathy, are you? Sh- sure about that you know which yeah. is kind of probably what your dad was saying and you're like oh no dad i know and then you know some of us with personalities like well if you're telling me i can't do that then god damn it i'm yeah. gonna do it sure right? just, my, my just rebel comes out and is like ah. yeah yeah right but um, i'm in love i'm in love <laughs> but to listen to it that way but but yeah i mean like you said we we probably have everybody probably as you look back has some of those thoughts, right? I guess, I guess the point is, and, and maybe this is kind of to discuss, right, is how long do you spend looking back, right? I mean, if yeah. it's, 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 there's absolutely nothing wrong. And like you said, you know, making some of these lists, doing some of these things, how can I do it different? But, you know, again, get your opinion. My, my opinion is, you know, probably a few days to maybe a week or two, maybe a month. But if you get, if you get past that time, you're spending too much time regretting the past and you're in the past instead of either trying to fix it or loving yourself and just moving on mm-hmm. and realizing well, it's, like, it's just a part of life and it's okay. Well, and it's that, you know, shame comes along with that, right? It's not the regret necessarily of why didn't I go earlier? It's the shame of staying in a place that wasn't healthy for you. And anytime shame is triggered, the antidote 
antidote, I always get those words mixed up, antidote is self-compassion. And how can you have compassion for where you were at that time? <clears throat> There's an interesting balance, right? Because if you go too soon, then you wonder, did I do everything I could have? And then that's a tough place to be because then often you end up jumping back in that relationship. So it's, it's such a delicate balance of when is the right time. And I think if we just sit in that stillness, we know, you know, and who knows what the, I don't have the blueprints of the universal plan. I wish I did. They could be in the stack of shit that's on my desk, right? Like, I mean, you know. it's, a, it's, it's two inches down, you know, it's that yellow piece of paper. It's like there. an archaeological dig here. As you like remove things, you see what's happened in the past of my life. It's, it's fascinating. <laughs> it's just end of your crap. Um, but it's like, who knows why the timing of things happens when it does. Maybe it is so that you meet somebody else. Maybe it is so that you land in an, in an opportunity or an experience that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Maybe you're with that person to learn some amazing cosmic lesson. Maybe it's a past life thing. I mean, like, I, I can't explain any of this stuff. You know, is it fate? Is it destiny? Is it bullshit? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it's like, we don't have the answer to that. We've questioned that for all eternity, right? Of what is the meaning of life? Why do these things happen? What is the timing? Why do people come together? So it's about being, to me, being gentle with yourself and having that self-compassion and forgiveness of you did the best you could with the tools you had. And now here you are, you're free, you're out, you're ready to move forward. How can you do that with grace and compassion and love to yourself so that the next relationship you land in is amazing and mm -hmm. created to what you've always dreamt of? Well, I think as you touched on something there too, I think a lot of times we probably hang out longer than we need to because we have that feeling of, well, did I really do everything yep. that I that I could have done, right? And and you know, I I feel that way a lot of times too. Mm -hmm. But I but I'm kind of wondering. It's like that again, kind of goes back to one of those negative emotions that you know, does it really matter? I mean, you, you know, again, it's like, I don't, I don't know. Right. It's, is, can you ever do enough? Right. Well, and you can't do enough. You have to have a partner that's, that's willing to help. And, you know, I have a client right now who's stuck in a relationship and they won't go because they're waiting for something to change in their partner. And the partner has zero interest in doing anything to change. They're just getting craftier at hiding where they're putting the alcohol. So they're not willing to make that change. So how long do you sit there hoping the other person does something? Could it happen? Sure. Statistically, does it? No. And I hate to say that because you do want to give people the benefit of, I know they can change. They have the strength in them. Some of them just don't at this moment. Not to say they won't change five years from now or 10 years from now. Maybe right now isn't the time. And how long do you want to spend you know, spinning your wheels and torturing yourself emotionally in hopes that the other person will change when they don't have it in them? And sometimes you have to let go in order for them to make any changes at all. Well, and that's where too, kind of from a time horizon, you know, uh. I and mean, again, we know a lot of times change takes at least three months for, for some different things, but again, yep. it's almost like three to six months. And if, if things aren't going to change in three to six months, they're probably not going to change. Right. I mean, right. if you think about even like from an employer employee perspective, right. You typically, from a corrective discipline standpoint, you give people about three months, oh. right? Three to six months, because again, you, either things can change if both parties want them to change in that time frame, or they're not going to. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it takes effort and it takes, you know, it changes hard and changes scary and sitting in therapy for the first time, vulnerable and exposing yourself to a stranger who you hope is going to have the right tools for you is very scary. And, you know, some people need to shop around and find the right coach for them, the right therapist for them and their partner. Um, but also don't look to the past too much and beat yourself up over these things, right? I mean, it's it's hard to say that because when you're in it, it feels awful. But know that as days go by, things are going to be better. They're going to be different. And you're eventually going to look back and go, wow, I learned some really great stuff from that. I promise you that will happen. So, Great topic. Great thing. Because again, it's one of those things that everybody's going through in some way or another. Yep, absolutely. Either they have, they will, or they currently are. Yes, that's what brings us all together. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I don't either. Cool. Anyway. Well, good. We'll leave that all right. Uh, we'll leave, right there. We'll leave, we'll leave the do to do to do at the end there. <laughs> cool. Well, all right. Well, I'm going to give my coaching site today since we're talking about relationship coaching. I'm Kathy Groover. I can be reached at kathygroover.coach. Dot coach because yeah kathy has been coaching on relationships much more recently yeah and i'm jason mefford i can be reached at jasonmefford.com so go out have a great week um, take a look at your relationships and just don't beat yourself up um, because getting you know when we, when we do that we end up down in that shame area and that's just an area that we just do not want to be in so have a great week everybody and we'll catch you on the next episode of the fire Earth podcast see ya see ya